Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Mudiwa Gavaza, and for today, um, we are going to be talking about, you know, it's one of those things in the world of technology uh, that we keep hearing about, and that is the cloud. And uh, in previous sessions that we've had, uh, we've spoken to a number of different players that are um, talking about, you know, the cloud. But um, inside the cloud world, there are so many different things that are going on. And for today, we're going to be focusing on a term called hybrid cloud, right? And uh, I think in essence, I'm going to have uh, the expert give us the proper definition there. But uh, my understanding is uh, it's a hybrid between um, um, having some of your data with uh, private players such as Amazon Web Services, Microsoft's uh, you know, Azure platform, and then having you keeping your own data, some of your own data, so you have uh, that hybrid. But uh, we will be getting into that discussion because uh, we are, you know, happy uh, the, to have uh, Ria Pinto, who is the acting general manager for IBM uh, Southern Africa, joining us today. And we're going to be talking uh, just around what's going on in the world of hybrid cloud. And also at the same time, they have some data uh, through a new study that they recently came out with just around um, what's going on in the, in the world of cloud and how all of this stuff is affecting the way that businesses and enterprises run. So for today, uh, let us welcome Ria. How are you today? Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you, Madiwa, and thank you for having me on the, on the show. I'm very well and, uh, yeah, happy to be talking to you. Now, did I get the definition of hybrid cloud correct before we begin, just so that the people know that I'm not lying? <laughs> you did, to a great extent, you did. I think it's, it's hybrid cloud is really about being able to leverage different platforms, uh, you know, either your own data center or multiple clouds or um, applications or software as a service. So it's the combination of all of those in delivering a service to your client that we term hybrid cloud. All right. So you did a good job. No, no, no. I'm, I'm glad at least, you know, uh, I'm not like the, it's there, you know, the knowledge is there. Uh, but getting into some of the more, you know, technical bits before uh, we get into that discussion, maybe we can get a sense. Um, IBM is one of those uh, companies that's been around, you know, literally a Silicon, uh, Silicon Valley pioneer from, you know, uh, for decades now. But uh, in your specific role looking after um, the Southern Africa region, what does that you know particularly entail and also at the same time uh, what is your interest when it comes to specifically cloud mm, okay so i think look if you look at ibm and you've mentioned we are you know over 100 years old and we've continued to transform our business over many years and, and this year has been quite a big one in terms of us trans transforming our business we are focusing more in what we call hybrid cloud uh, powered by ai um, and in, in, in trying to achieve that, and also in order to build our, our organization or to, to sort of just shape our organization to be in a position to help clients, we've uh, changed our go-to-market organization to be a lot more technical. Um, we've spun off some of our outsourcing business. So the IBM of today is really a, a um, company focused on providing technology to enable hybrid cloud. Uh, and I guess the acceleration to a digitized economy or a digitized enterprise for our clients. So it's around, you know, we, we are focused on providing the technology. We also provide a public cloud and providing the services to help clients accelerate that. So, so my focus really is around 
ensuring we have the right skills um, in the right places to, to and working with the right ecosystem partners to help deliver exceptional value to the clients that we work in. I don't know if that gives you sort of a high level summary of, of what we are focusing. Yeah, that does give us a, a little bit of insight. And I think it can then help us to then drill down, you know, to say, you know, specifically um, the type of offerings that you guys have. You know, I'm interested yes. to know it's two things is what exactly, you know, does IBM offer? And the reason I ask that is because you sort of hear a lot of the technology guys saying we offer cloud, we offer cloud, we offer cloud. And, you know, sometimes it's like, what do you mean, you know, when you when you're talking about, oh, we offer cloud? And then uh, secondly, what have you found to be, you know, uh, out of your offering? What have you found to be some of the popular things that enterprises are taking from IBM? Yeah, so if you go back a few years, you know, you, like, uh, enterprises were talking about moving to the cloud, and you, and generally there was a sense we'll move to one cloud, you know, whatever that was. But but has as that has matured, I think clients have realised that they are consuming software as a service. Um, often there are there's functionality on other clouds that they need to be able to consume, and often um, in some instances they don't want to let go of their data. And from a security and risk perspective, they're running some you know, sort of I would call it sort of mission critical systems on their own on their own premises. What IBM provides is the the technology to allow them to integrate between the various different platforms. Um, and also, you know, tooling around data, you know, allowing them to be able to move data between the different elements, between the different departments, because that's where they're going to get value. You know, when you're driving cloud, I would say initially, and if we look at our fine, you know, the research that we did recently, initially, clients were more focused on just reducing IT costs. What they found is that cloud is really the foundation of driving enterprise transformation or really, you know, changing the way they do business if they really want to get maximum benefit from the investment they put in cloud. So think of cloud and the infrastructure as your foundation and then building onto that is the data tools or like a data fabric that then allows you to access your data regardless of where it resides and then be able to mine that data to get useful insights to make informed decisions. Security is another one key to make sure that you know, as you work on multiple different platforms, that your data is secure uh, and that, you know, you prevent external attacks and so on so that, you know, nobody has access to your data. Um, the other areas around how do you, in, if you work in a very regulated industry, how do you ensure that where you're running your workloads, that you are adhering to the regulatory standards that, that your organization requires? So we provide a lot of the technology to enable that and to accelerate, should I say, the value you can get from those projects. Plus, we also provide the skills. So we have in our consulting business, you know, we, we have, we work with AWS, we work with Azure, we've got some very deep skills in terms of SAP, in terms of Red Hat, so that we can leverage those skills to help our clients, you know, accelerate their projects and also get to value quicker um than doing it on their own so it's, it's so it's really sort of a full service if you can think about that um and also if you look at where clients are going with cloud every solution is unique to a to a client uh, and it's really about them leveraging the best technology from a vendor so ibm is very focused on being open and being able to collaborate with multiple vendors across many industries so it's not just IBM technology. It's about IBM technology 
integrating with the best of other providers that a client requires to deliver the service that they're looking to do. Uh, perhaps as a way to cement everything that you've just said, because, you know, it really does sound like a bit of a case by case basis, uh, you know, what right. you're talking about. Um, and especially I can imagine that, you know, for example, financial services off the top of my head, there's probably a lot of uh, regulatory requirements about, you know, what's kept in-house versus, you know, what's kept, you know, out there. Uh, do you have any clients that uh, you'd be able to maybe share with us just around uh, some of the people that are using some of your services? So, so I would say, so firstly, IBM has a, a very big footprint of financial services. <clears throat> yeah, and, and I know we've had some, you know, conversation in, in, uh, publicly around what NetBank is doing, but many of them leverage our, our integration technologies. Many of them are leveraging our, you know, Red Hat OpenShift technologies in terms of making sure that when they build applications that they are able to be able to move them. So vendor lock-in is a big thing. And that means yep. that when they make the decisions up front, that they are leveraging the technologies that allow them to then move it onto, you know, any platform they want. So I would say big banks are... Uh, most of them leverage our technology, and we—they, I would say, are in various, in varying degrees of, you know, different stages in terms of their deployment of that. Uh, I mean, I think, it, and it holds true for many of our clients globally. Is many clients have migrated from just uh, moving certain workloads to looking at how do they transform different business, different business processes, because that's where the value comes in. So. Banking, very key, and we're working with most of the banks around how do we help them accelerate their move to the cloud, but also not just lift and shift, but also how do they maximize value in terms of getting a, you know, a higher return than just moving it onto a different platform. Telco is another big focus industry for us. Um, and then globally, uh, and, and we are doing a bit more locally, globally public sector is a big, is a big industry for us. But um, and if you look at the IBM public cloud, you know, our decision there is really about being very focused and focusing on where we're strong. So, so we have a depth of expertise in financial services um, in terms of telco. And those are the two public clouds that we have made available. And, and why that is, is that, you know, those industries, as I mentioned earlier, are highly regulated around risk, yeah, security and compliance. And in, in that instance, we've we've partnered with more than 90 ISVs around ensuring that when our clients run their workloads like SAP on our cloud, that they are you know, adhering to the highest standards in terms of, of security, in terms of compliance. So we sort of provide that value then to, to clients who want to leverage um, running that workload on our cloud. The other thing that we've done is uh, with something called a cloud satellite. So think of these as patterns that we have available for ISVs, uh, you know, like SAP. And I've got a whole list of them that we could provide. Um, clients can now actually leverage that capability via cloud satellite on other clouds. So, for example, they could leverage those patterns as capabilities for financial services, running a work, you know, that workload on AWS or on their own uh, in, internal cloud or at a data center. So, so what we're doing is creating patterns to help partners or help our clients accelerate their um, their value that they can you know that they can retrieve out of moving these workloads to cloud. 
So, and we take care of the, the risk criteria, the security and the compliance, and we keep on tracking that and updating it so they don't need to worry about that. So in terms of our focus on public cloud, it's really staying focused to certain industries uh, and then working on any other cloud. So, you know, all our software will then run on any other cloud, you know, regardless of where a client wants to put it, be it in their data center or on any other, you know, hyperscalers platform um, that's available to them. You know, with everything that you're saying, there's two, there are two pieces uh, that are sticking out to me right now uh, because we've actually had, um, we've actually spoken on this platform to the team over at Red Hat and they're always excited about what's going on, you know, in the local market. Yes. They are yes. uh, working with a number of different players locally and all of that. Uh, but this one is, I am not a, uh, what's it called, a CIO or a CTO, uh, but I'm trying to maybe gauge what the discussions are behind the scenes because on the one hand you can have let's say um you 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 mentioned earlier on how you can provide like a comprehensive list of uh, of what you call the soft services right but you also mentioned the issue of vendor lock-in right where where are mm -hmm. you know cios and ctos leading at the moment do they want to come to one ibm and say ibm do everything for me or do they want the flexibility to be like i want to work with ibm i want to do work with red hat for some pieces i want to do something on aws like how are those discussions happening yes yeah, so, so i definitely wouldn't say you know we don't we don't propose a one ibm you know for everything what we propose is looking at and, and this is the conversations we have with cios is looking at what their landscape is because at the end of the day, clients will choose different technologies based on what their business requirement is. What we advocate is an, you know, is an environment where based on what the client is looking to do, and, you know, and at the end of the day, of course, we want clients to maximize the investment in the existing technologies they have. So it's, it's about being able to assist them in terms of the integration of that. So, so yes, we have lots of skills and lots of capability, but I would say our biggest push is around how do we integrate with what clients have chosen um, on in terms of building their platform. So, so it's really this open, interoperable, you know, we will bring skills, you know, that's why I mentioned earlier, we've got skills in AWS, we have lots of skills in Azure, we have lots of skills in, you know, some of the ISVs like SAP is a big one in this market. Uh, Red Hat, of course, is part of our portfolio, so we have lots of skills in that. So it's really about uh, being one of an ecosystem um, of providers, I guess. I mean, look, when you could you could contract IBM Consulting to to be the umbrella integrator, but we would be integrating multiple technologies, not just the IBM stack. So when we talk about technologies, it's really about the robustness that clients need. So we have, you know, most of our technologies are enterprise grade, but in some in some use cases, you don't need that. So you may want to go for something else, you know, that one of our other providers provides. It's about then leveraging that with some other tooling from IBM. So it's not all about you leveraging the IBM stack because we do have, you know, some very good products. But it's about, you know, I guess making a decision on what's right for your use case and for your enterprise long term. And that, that decision will be different for every enterprise depending on what they're trying to do. Mm.
And what we do is sort of a knowledge and experience in terms of helping many clients around the world do this. Because at the end of the day, sometimes it's, you know, greenfields for new clients. What we bring is, is the skills, the patterns and the knowledge of having done this before to help clients accelerate that journey. Okay. Now, be- that sort of address the question? Yes, it certainly does. Because um, I think it's... Because more and more as you talk, it really does seem as if um, obviously it's never going to be a blanket approach, you know, to to all companies. And in the say, I think in economics, we talk about uh, comparative advantage that, you know, some people do some things better, you know. So if you can leverage, you know, multiple systems or multiple vendors, then uh, that should be a good thing at the end of the day. Um, so because of that, we hear a lot about cloud and all of that. Um, and for us, because we are from the world of finance, you know, we would be interested to understand how big is this cloud thing? Like, um, you know, how big is the market, you know, for cloud uh, that we're talking about? Uh, I mean, I don't have the South African numbers. I got the global numbers, if that helps you. But, yeah. you know, um, they talk about a $1.2 trillion hybrid cloud opportunity, you know, Mm. global so, so that's it's, a big number but when you think about cloud you need to think about um, not just the platform and the tooling it's also about where we seeing where we seeing clients getting advantages where they are coupling cloud the cloud journey with a business transformation so think about building a, a digital organization where you relook at, at your business processes and you leverage technology to to enable that. So it, it, uh, so it's a slightly different approach. If you look at a lot of our, our, I don't want to call it legacy organizations, but a lot of these processes have been around for a long time. So if you really want to leverage the benefits of cloud, you also need to look at an operational um, transformation, if I can call it that, You know, where you review the, your business processes and and explore opportunities to leverage, to utilize technology to either automate or accelerate that business process, because that's where you get the maximum value. You know, and then you your focus is more around driving top line revenue rather than just you know bottom line cost reduction. So, so that's the, the whole opportunity. So it's not just about um, IT running in a different way. It's really about combining the business transformation you know, maybe finding new business operating models or exploring a different way of doing what you're doing today, but leveraging um, technology as the enabler and accelerator of that. That's where the big opportunity lies. And it's probably also the hardest piece. So, So what we're finding is that that is the hardest piece because it's not just, you know, IT working as a silo, you know, driving down cost and delivering a service, it's about IT working with business and looking at the business processes and, you know, and considering new operating models to deliver value so that they grow their, 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 their top line. Different shift in terms of thinking about it. And I guess when it comes to that, that, that shift, um, I can imagine that from a costing point of view, uh, that it sort of becomes like uh, uh, maybe a substitution uh, between capital expenditure versus, you know, OPEX, uh, operational yes. expenditure. Um, yes. But if someone was to sit and say, uh, but Ria, where are my actual costs 
right? Is it in the software as a service bit where I'm paying for the subscriptions or is it in me, as you said, literally revamping my entire operating structure so that it can fully take advantage of cloud? Now, what we're finding right now is that clients are still, you know, allocating it as an IT cost. Um, you know, I don't think the shift in thinking has yet moved to look at the total operating costs, not just the IT cost. And then if I, you know, if I apply a totally different business process, it will change my cost mix. Um, and that is, I think, the hard work that needs to be done to identify areas where you may have, and it's not maybe a non-IT, could be, you know, different costs in terms of the way you operate a particular process. And if there was a way of doing that differently, your IT cost might go up, but your total operating cost will, de will decrease. And it's, it's finding that balance, if that, if that sort of makes sense. Okay. No, it certainly does. Now, earlier on, you, you have sort of alluded to it uh, that uh, you guys do have, you know, some research and some data that you guys have, uh, you know, recently put out and all of that. Um, so from that particular study, uh, I understand that uh, there were a lot of uh, executives that were spoken to um, in South Africa. You know, what's actually standing out to you and, you know, what actually informs to say, okay, fine, this is something that um, is actually going to either be a driver or you say this is something that we could possibly invest in in the future. Yeah, I mean, we spoke to 7,200, uh, you know, C-suite, if I can call it that, you know, they, they comprise CIOs, CTOs, some CEOs, of which 180 of those were in South Africa across 24 industries. Now, 24 industries is because, you know, we went into sub-industries, so like in banking, we went into insurance, the, the, the different, I mean, uh, retail banking, wholesale banking. So that's why we talk 24 industries. And the key thing that came up was that, and I mentioned it earlier, is that, you know, two years ago, our clients were all talking, I'm moving to a single cloud, you know, and I've decided this is my platform. All clients now are really moving to a hybrid cloud. This is, you know, the, inter the current movement to cloud is as a default. So, so they're selecting cloud as a default for application development, compute, networking infrastructure. And they're also, you know, evolving to, to understanding that if they then add onto that, you know, data analytics, um, you know, a cloud uh, a data fabric and leverage, so leverage cloud as the foundation for their transformation and then bring in things like data fabric, which allows them to move data across the enterprise to the different divisions. You know, so that's about being able to move data to where it's required at the right time. And I mean, as if, you know, I'm sure you know that in a lot of our big corporates, you know, every department has their own data set. So single view of client is, is something that many clients are still, you know, they're working towards, they're getting there, but they're not quite there yet. And then about different departments being able to, to mine that data and, and leverage insights. That is, is coming up as, as a key thing. Security is another one across, you know, the different workloads on the cloud. So hybrid cloud is here to stay. And there's a recognition to the point I made earlier that that clients are now seeing that if I combine this with a particular business transformation that I'm driving, it's driving a lot more business value, um, you know, for, for the organizations. So we see it evolving, but we definitely believe that hybrid cloud, you know, will be the de facto. You know, we don't see many clients, um, actually none, because the numbers have reduced dramatically from, you know, 2019, there was a high percentage of clients, I think, in the double digits, and, and I think we can share the numbers with you, 
um, saying that I'm going public cloud and that's it. Now they're saying hybrid is definitely our approach because they've realized that many divisions in the organization may be running other workloads on other clouds that weren't initially considered the cloud, uh, you know, the, the destination cloud. Also, many services are now available as software as a service, and that is run on that particular vendor's uh, platform. So hybrid cloud is definitely the winner rather than just public cloud. Uh, has been our key finding. And then, of course, the big focus is around depending on where clients are in the journey. And it's interesting, our report broke down cloud in terms of sort of four versions of how clients are leveraging the benefits of cloud, if I can use that. So the first, the first adopters were really people being able to consume infrastructure as a service. So, so vendors or OEMs were able to provide infrastructure and software and only build the client for what they used. So that was sort of the first version. The second version was where various departments realized they can actually just with a credit card uh, go online and uh, acquire capacity on, on a, a hyperscaler and build their own, their own applications. And of course, you know, that created your shadow IT element, which, you know, with, which brought risk and many other issues with that. The third wave, uh, or version as they call it, is the current one, which is where we see many enterprises, which is, of course, where they have uh, decided that cloud, you know, it's, it's this cloud-first approach, if I can use that term, in terms of cloud as the default for application development uh, for, you know, computes. So they're starting there. And then looking at, based on what I have today, what do I move? What do I modernize? But anything new that I'm building, I'm building on cloud. So then it's about what they have to consider is then how do I then manage that? Because it becomes a very complex environment. So what tooling do I use for that? How do I then make data available across these different elements? And, and that is really what we're terming hybrid cloud. The last wave is really where, and this is what we see emerging, where we're seeing clients realizing that by combining the benefits they get from cloud in an infrastructure um, competence with a business transformation, which is where they, they look at their processes, what can they automate, how can they leverage technology to enable them where they get the maximum value in terms of topping, you know, you know, sort of your top, your uh, top line earnings in terms of increasing revenue and also bottom line benefits in terms of reducing cost of doing things. Um, just as a, as a quick follow-up to what you've just said, the four different uh, scenarios you've just outlined for us, where do you find, you know, if we're to do, let's say, a distribution of some sort, you know, where do you sort of see yeah, a lot of people sort of playing? Yeah, many between version, you know, version two and version three. You know, so if you look at early adopters, if you break it down into early adopters and early majority, um, I would say version one is at the top end of the, you know, early of the sort of early majority practices. You know, people who's, who's realized this works and we're going to leverage it. Um, version four is really early adopters. It's really in the visionaries right now. Uh, and as I said, that's probably the hardest part because it, it's it's about I think breaking down the barriers between business and IT and then looking at how do we jointly do things differently and leverage technology to drive a business outcome uh, or you know, an enhanced uh, business process. So, so yeah, I would say version one is you know, towards the top end of early majority if you look at product life cycle, 
Um, version two as well, somewhere in the middle there. Uh, cloud version three, which is you know where people are taking a cloud-first approach. Um, you know, they they we've got they, that's maturing quite nicely. And then of course, uh, version four is the one that there's a, a a definitely a lot of a lot of clients in the early technology you know enthusiasts and visionaries playing with that, and that's where we're seeing the maximum value. So that we see that as sort of being the next wave, if I can call it that, in, uh, in so, terms of teams. So because you do look after um, yeah, the region, all right, how would you say South Africa stacks up against maybe regional compatriots? Yeah, I would say we're between version two and version three. You know, so, so definitely a lot of clients are, you know, have a cloud-first approach, definitely leveraging the cloud movement technology. I think slowly they are they are starting to play with, well, how do I couple that with business transformation? But I would say we're not as advanced as some of our uh, colleagues in other parts of the world. Um, and I think it's also because, you know, we've only had, you know, pods made available locally and clients initially were, were really playing with it and testing it for, for their business critical workloads. But there's definitely a bigger drive uh, to do that. And I think what clients are also finding is that this lift and shift doesn't really give them, um, you know, a business benefit. And if you're going to spend that much money moving it, you know, rather than also couple it with maybe transforming your business processes so that you get more benefit from, you know, the, the money that you're investing and the work that you're investing in moving it. Unless, of course, you're building, you know, in the cloud, then, of course, you would, you know, that makes it a lot easier to, to I guess, make sure that when you're building something new you are you are um combining it with a a refinement or a revision of the business processes that you are supporting with the technology that you are building or the application that you are building instead of looking at the application or the, the the build as a package look at more as a product what is the total product that we are trying to make available to the client base when we do this rather than just as a um I mean, I think me. I think the use well, the word is probably better offering. What is the offering we're making available, rather than just the product we deploy? So, what is the overall business value that we want to achieve by doing this? Uh, and that does make it a bit more complex, but it does generate a lot more value. Uh, and many players, ourselves included, you know, are making it easier for people to deploy quickly on the cloud and leverage the technologies that are available to accelerate. Uh, you know, their, their uh, return, because clients want to get to value very quickly. You know, nobody wants to do a 18-month to two-year deployment on something. Um, and, client, and, you know, organizations like IBM are creating these patterns up front so that we, we accelerate that journey, you know, so that we have these pre-built um, offerings or packages or uh, patterns that enable that. Now, as we come to sort of the end of, uh, you know, today's discussion, one of the things that um, becomes, you know, quite apparent talking to someone like yourself is the fact that there's an ecosystem um, that's there, um, you know, around cloud, whether you're looking at the data center providers, whether you're looking at the public cloud providers, uh, whether you're looking at the people that are building applications on the cloud for clients, you know, clients themselves leveraging public cloud, doing their own thing, 
all of these different pieces. Uh, so maybe, you know, where do you sort of see um, possible opportunity or growth? Uh, because, for example, in South Africa, I think there's a lot of investment in data centers, for example, from African data centers, Terraco, I've seen Vantage is investing 15 billion rand, all of those different pieces that are now all coming together. So where do you sort of see, because, you know, there might be some someone who's listening right now and saying, hmm, this cloud thing sounds interesting, but, you know, uh, where are the opportunities in that ecosystem? Well, I think I think many clients are thinking about how do they how do they transform their business into more of a digital enterprise, um, leveraging digital technology. I think the ability to understand what's available and then to, to be able to put that together for a client is a key skill. So that's where I see the opportunity for IBM. What we're looking to do is to, and we've got a huge investment in this, is really to enable a lot more of our ecosystem. So work with key big players. You know, they bring certain values in terms of either left by data center or they've got certain skills. So, so how do we make our technology and skills available to them so that when they are helping their clients um, modernize, innovate, or transform their business, that they are able to leverage some of their technology that we bring and also the skills. So, so it's about a collaboration, I would say. Um, and, and I think clients who, who are able to leverage this collaborative approach probably get a lot more value quicker than this you know, point solution or point uh, engagement, I would say, with different players. So it's, so it's really the opportunity in maximizing value is around the collaboration of the relevant players. And for us, where we see the opportunity is being able to make our technology and skills available to a broader market. So I would say IBM is known for... In investing heavily in the very, you know, I would say big enterprises, you know, as I mentioned earlier, we've had a huge, you know, a huge footprint in banking. I mean, we're going back 50, 60 years. So, so it's a long history. Um, and there are many other organizations who've not been exposed to, to the technology that we provide. Um, and what we are doing is investing in making sure that our partners who are supporting these enterprises, and we talk about big enterprises, are able to leverage what we offer. Um, into, uh, in, in collaboration with what they offer. So it's about them leveraging what we offer, coupled with what they offer to provide their clients with, with a platform or a technology that allows them to transform their business. And of course, achieve sustainability and you know, long-term revenue growth, which is, I guess, where every organization and enterprise wants to go. So that's been us. We were talking to uh, Rio Pinto, who is uh, the acting general manager for Southern Africa at uh, IBM, um, giving us some insight into what the state of uh, cloud and specifically hybrid cloud is looking like at the moment. Uh, she was just uh, talking us through some of the research that they've recently uh, done, uh, pegging out, you know, the four different uh, branches of people uh, or the, the four different, you know, segments of people that are adopting cloud. Out, uh, sort of highlighting the fact that we've sort of gone from a situation where uh, people were sort of uh, gatekeeping their own data uh, to a situation where they sort of said, okay, cool, I, I understand cloud, I just want that one person to now a situation where it's a hybrid approach where you keep some of your data and then you offload some of the workloads uh, to public providers, but at the same time, you know, leveraging other ecosystem players, you know, so that uh, it's no longer a situation where one 
uh, person or one uh, entity is managing everything for you. Uh, a lot of clients are uh, taking that approach where they get, uh, you know, the best, uh, the best of breed from uh, from a number of different uh, players. Also, then highlighting the fact that you know, as South Africa, um, we seem to sort of be in the middle um, of uh, in the middle of that uh, transformation journey. You know, that one at the top end. You know, which where cloud becomes a way to sort of go in and change your entire business process. She says that's a hard one. And, uh, you know, and at the moment, that seems to be something that more of the early adopters, you know, are investing in. But she does say that, you know, if if people do do the hard work, uh, then over time, you do get uh, some of those uh, some of those benefits, because you do get yourself out of the legacy situation, and into um, something where you do start consuming uh, more of these uh, soft as a service platforms so it's been a very interesting one and it will be you know uh, cool to see you know how all of that does uh, you know play out over time as i mentioned earlier on there's a lot that's going on in the space a lot of investment in data centers a lot of software companies that are coming up and then a lot of security as well that's also become uh, you know quite a core piece uh, that uh, ria also mentioned so that's been it ria thank you so much for being with us today Thank you, Madhira. It's been a pleasure talking to you. This is Madhira's Take. Uh, great discussion there with Ria about uh, what's going on in the world of cloud and I really like the discussion because we often hear about cloud. I think we've been hearing about cloud for a number of years now. You know, everything is in the cloud as they say, but the actual benefits, you know, to a business and especially uh, that point that she was uh, talking about uh, earlier on um, about proper transformation right because we often hear about this digital transformation we hear the terms accelerate digital transformation how COVID-19 has pushed a lot of companies you know further down that path you know all of those different things right Um, but actually putting it in terms where you can say um, it's not just about the cloud if a person says that they're serious about digital transformation and then cloud becomes a piece of that and then you sort of reorient your entire business business model or processes, you know, to that, then you can derive sort of the maximum benefits. But once again, like what Ria is saying, that is not an easy thing to do. It sounds great in theory, uh, but the fact, but the, but the fact is the fact that it takes a lot uh, to do something like that. It takes a lot of planning. And it takes a lot of uh, shifts in how businesses run. And a lot of the times people are usually a bit averse to to changes, right? Especially changes that have to do with automation and stuff like that. We often hear, you know, the machines are coming to take our jobs and all of that. But if an organization can reorient itself and possibly make sure that you know certain roles are sort of moved up um, the value chain give people you know more challenging roles um, and all of that that might actually be something that helps um, going forward and then the last piece you know that that ecosystem around uh, the cloud the different pieces that we spoke about that's definitely going to be something to keep an eye on especially with all the different um 
investments that are happening right now, whether it be data centers, whether it be uh, the fiber that is connecting those different data centers and, you know, networking points, whether it's, you know, getting more people to actually use online services, whether it's getting, um, because today we focused a lot on enterprises, but um, one could also make an argument to say that some of the small to medium enterprises, you know, should be thinking about some of these things as well. So that development of the ecosystem is going to be very important um, going forward. The other piece uh, that will be interesting is to see, um, because right now we're sort of making this assumption that hybrid cloud is here to stay. Uh, but just two years ago, it was sort of a one public cloud approach, right? Are we going to stay in a situation where it's, uh, you know, hybrid cloud, you know, forever and ever, amen? Or are we going to see yet another shift um, coming down the line? And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcast on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter. We're hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. Thank you to our amazing team. Our producer is Paige Muller. I've been Murio Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight which is a multimedia live production. So for myself and the rest of the team, it is a good evening, good afternoon, and good morning.